Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning to you. Breakfast with Pat and Heels on this Thursday, the 22nd of February. Oh, Heels, you're in Bundy today. You've been hanging around with all the uh, uh, our great cricketers. What were they calling it? The wonder in Wellington, the chaos at the Cake <laughs> 10. What was it? What was it? Oh, well, it was all those. Uh, there was nothing uh, labelled here in Bundaberg, but at the Bagara Hotel, we had half of the trophy. We had Greg Chappell. He was oh, watching really? his own, yeah, his own trophy uh, to to look out for, um, and he he loved it. He, he you know he was sitting here in in my motel room. I'm rooming with him. Yep. Remember, this is back to the scene of the Cameron Smith crime where he stole my phone charger. Exactly right. right. Yes. So I got Greg Chapel to look out for this year. <laughs> now, now, and we we're watching yesterday afternoon, having just got here in time to watch the start of the game, and he's going, oh, you can hear him on the couch going, oh. Oh no! Like all the shots that were being played by Ravind, Ratch and Ravindra, and and uh, you know all the bowlers all day copped it, uh, bar a couple. Yeah, well, we're here for Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust, that you can bank on Burbank Homes, and Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona N line, they're fabulous. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five is that SunCorp Home Resilience Open Line, and I tell you what, our listeners have got off to a big start. Hills oh four six seven seven three six seven three six is our text line. Brett's already been on the line. Just driving through the north side, there's a lot of sheepskin Ugg boots being put out for your man, Cuzzy, after last night's <laughs> T20 thoughts go out to Cuzzy. Oh, I don't know whether you really mean that, Brett. Uh, I reckon Cuzzy could be selling the Ugg boots to cover his gambling losses from last oh. night. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would have been up and about when they, when they were taking it to our bowlers. Like mm. Zampa, you know, three overs for 42, I reckon he, he went for. Uh, it, was, it was extraordinary hitting uh, by a team that... That were more workmanlike than the power of Australia, but gee, they got a they posted a great total, and Australia that's how Australia won a bat in T20. They they didn't even use Matt Short, they still had him up their sleeve. Mm. Well, it was the seventh highest score that Australia has conceded in the format. New Zealand three for two hundred and fifteen. Ravindra, who just oozes class at w- whatever level he plays at, whether at white ball and red, he hit six sixes, sixty eight or thirty five. Devon Conway, sixty three or forty six. Mitch Marsh, at one for twenty one off three. So he was the revelation. He was the only Aussie bowler to concede less than nine and over. So we're set two sixteen. We needed four from the last ball. What a finish. First game of the Chapel. Hadley comes down to this. The last ball. Four runs needed. The Flames burst. A 
above the sight screens at respective ends. Tim Southey up against Tim Davids. Right hand quick against right hand batsman. David hits powerfully to the onside. Into a gap, but deep pocket. He's won the game. Tim Davids. A brilliant, brilliant cameo at the end. Alongside his heroic captain, Mitch Marsh, who's put on a clinic himself at seven sixes. But Tim Davids has come in and slammed the door on New Zealand's face. An Australia win with a last ball thriller at Sky Stadium. The Chapel Hadley is here with a bang. Australia get home. Yep, what a finish. Uh, Tim David, 31 off 10, so batting at 310. Mitch Master star, 72 or 44. So he obviously was man of the match for those fine bowling figures. Coupled with the 72 or 44, and as they mentioned in that little bit of commentary, Hills, seven sixes. There were 30 sixes hit in the match, <laughs> yeah. which is just phenomenal, isn't it? Yes, and uh, we'll probably hear Mitchell Santner talk about it, but um, talk about Mitch Marsh just mishitting sixes. It's it's an incredible piece of power that he that he is the Bison um, because the cake tin is not not the smallest ground, and and they're going to the smallest grounds now of the Eden Park for two games uh, Friday night Sunday night. Okay. So wow, that's gonna you know, and sometimes that become that is your undoing. You, you overplay the short boundaries, whereas these guys any boundary is pretty short, so they just need to play normally. What about Lockie Ferguson in the New Zealand bowling figures? Paddy, did, did you have a look at that? I can. <laughs> no, I got it. He's four overs, one for 23. How good's that? And he's on a losing side when, when everyone else is going for 13, 13, 10 and a half, 10 and a half for his safety. So he kept it incredibly uh, economical and he bowled the second last over which meant Tim Southey uh, had that last over to bowl. And it was a bit of a um, scramble for the Aussie batsmen in the first bit. And they needed they needed 12 off three balls. My goodness. Um, what about in the 17th over? This is what all the teams that we would have been talking about in the dressing rooms. They got the wicket of Josh Inglis. And he was our slowest batsman. He was batting at 100. So 20 off 20. And Mitch Santner got him out. And that enabled Tim David to come in. And then he did. He got 31 off 10 yeah. and won us, won us the match. So I wonder if they, if they didn't get that wicket, might have even been better. Yeah. Well, needless to say, the Aussie skipper was uh, pretty happy. Yeah, I think that's probably it's one of our key themes as a batting unit um, is really just trusting everyone's ability and um, everyone goes about it differently. But I want blokes to come out and, and play freely and um, win us games, but just go out there and, and play their way. So um, I think we saw that tonight right down the list. And um, I've said it probably too many times now, but Tim David. <laughs> yeah, um, and he doesn't want, he, he admitted that. You know, maybe we don't need that sort of tension at a World Cup. <laughs> I don't think we want to win too many games like that um, throughout the World Cup, but um, I think, yeah, amazing game of cricket and uh, a special talent there at the end to get us over the line and be so calm in Tim David. Uh, from the moment he came out, he was really calm and knew exactly what he wanted to do, what he wanted to do, sorry. Um, and I think he's just learn, learning and learning over the last two years. You've seen him dominate T20 comps around the world and for him to come onto the international stage and I guess feel at home playing for Australia. Um, especially watch and very proud of him. Yep, it was... Yeah. Uh, I've only caught up with some of the highlights, Hills, because, uh, as you know, I was uh, rubbing shoulders with Australian sporting royalty last night. 
And yes. I had a wonderful night um, at, a, at a function that I, I had to sit down and interview Kathy Freeman for the best part of an hour. And it was, it was so much fun. She's, she hasn't right changed on. a bit. I mean, I could have been doing that same interview 30 years ago. Yeah. She's shy. She's humble. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think she realises how much potency she has on Australia's sporting stage. Well, you and I have mentioned it before. When they came in in the middle of the World Cup when the Matildas were the hottest ticket in town, the, the biggest thing in Australian sport for many a long year, and uh, Tony Gustafson had a team meeting and then he said, I've got a special guest. And in walks Kathy Freeman and the likes of Sam Kerr were reduced to giggling schoolgirls, if I could use that. They just loved it. I've, I've spoken to Courtney Vine since and she said, that was one of the highlights of my life when Kathy yes. Freeman walked in to wow. have a chat to the team. Did I you get Kathy night. down her memory lane at all? Like, what, what oh, are yeah, her she, memories yeah. as a young athlete? You know, outside of the 2000 memories, yep. you know, any Olympic um, moments in general stand out for her? Oh, 96, yeah, when she, when she was beaten by Perec and she, look, there was a little bit of a war of words between her and the great French woman. And uh, Perec beat her by 0.38 in one of the, what they're calling possibly the greatest 400 flat final in women's athletics history, and Kathy just got beaten. But Perec gained a, a brand new admiration for the young Australian then. And, of course, Perec stormed out of Sydney, as we know, in 2000, claiming she was victimised. But I don't think she was in the sort of shape that was going to beat Kathy in right Sydney. Eh? But, yeah, all about the lead-up. And, you know, lighting the being asked to light the flame, just extra pressure on her shoulders. So yes. I, I had a fun night catching up with her. Uh, I was doing interviews with her when she was a little kid. And they said, uh, keep keep an eye out on this little runner from uh, Mackay. Yeah. She's going to be something special. What was. about, and so do you think, you, you know, I think you do, but do you think she's coped well with all those achievements and for such a shy legend? Yeah. And, you know, and all the things she's had to do to maintain that status? Yeah, look, she's. I, I think she's maintained, and I said it last night, she's maintained a, a, like a dignified privacy for someone who's, you know, mm. you've got to put her in the Dawn Fraser category, you know, as a national treasure. There's there's yeah. no doubt about that for, for what she's achieved. Only seven Australian women have won track gold medals in, you yes. know, in, in the history. Uh, so, yeah, she, she holds a very, very special place. And, you know, we kept talking about the 112,000 people that were there that night. It was the biggest crowd in Olympic history, in Olympic <laughs> stadium history. And I, I drew the comparison, and again, we've talked about this before, but, you know, you go to an AFL grand final, so Collingwood Lions last year, 100,000 at the G, and pretty much mm. sort of draw a line, maybe 60 Collingwood, 40% Lions. This night, I reckon there was about 2,000 people cheering for someone other than Freeman. So the noise that that stadium made when she hit the lead on the turn and started to take control of the race... Uh, and she said last night, she said, you know, I was surprised that I didn't feel anyone at my shoulder. They weren't coming at me. And she said, I, I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience at about the 70-metre mark and just raced away. It was uh, oh, it was great fun wow. to chat to. It was, you know, she said I had the, the old wind beneath the wings. But, uh, yeah, good fun I, night. I think... I think that night, Paddy, that was Tatiana too, wasn't it? Yeah, and there was maybe Jai Tarima. Yeah, and Michael Johnson. They, they yeah. held up Michael Johnson's race because Kathy was still completing formalities and laps of honour and things like that. So not many, not many hold the the great man up, but she did that night. It was yeah. it was one of the great nights. But yeah, look, it will long live in my sporting memory. It's probably the the greatest night that I've ever been involved in. Of course, I got to interview and I I got to chat to her last night. So it was wonderful to have her back home. And you know what? 
Uh, I'll let no. you do a little secret. She, obviously, with the company that brought her up here, she could have pretty much had her choice of five- and six-star accommodation in Brisbane. She stayed in the spare room at Mum's place last night. <laughs> right, eh? Well, did we know Mum was up here in Brisbane? Yeah, Cecilia lives here, yeah. yeah. yeah so she uh, she was she was with Mum last night, which I just thought was fantastic. Uh, the Olympic champ was sitting there. Hey, uh, Cuzzy, here we go. Brilliant match. Australia deserved their victory. New Zealand were brave, but just not good enough. So, mm. humble. A little bit like Cathy Freeman. Humble <laughs> this morning from... Uh, <laughs> and Kaz, well, we'll ask all our, our listeners, what were the tactics in that last over right? Um, one, to have Tim Southey on, um, and then two, to, I mean, they'd kept the first three balls of the over reasonably tight. Did he change much to to go 4-4-4 four, four, four at the end? Well, six. Mm. The, he hit a head high six and, and just went flat straight over the rope. Mm. Hey, we've got lots coming up. Uh, Titans uh, for Jamin Jolliffe, who's a great friend of the show. He's going to uh, chat through us this morning. New Zealand cricket legend Chris Harris will stop by to talk about last night's epic match. Timmy Horan is going to preview the Super Rugby season for us. And Brett Crusher Murray, of course, from Speed Cafe, great friends of the show as well, will preview the start of the Supercars season. He's got some exciting things happening. Vanessa's walked in. She can barely fit into the studio because of the Titans merch. I'm a bit overwhelmed by all the flags and the posters and the caps. Well, let me tell you why. Because it's Gold Coast Titans membership day and SEN listeners are getting an exclusive GC Titans deal for one day only. Today only, score a Queenslander membership for just 59 bucks. You can see the Titans take on the Dolphins, the Cows and the Bronx. So all the derbies at Seabar Super Stadium this year for less than $20 a game. In addition to this, one person who purchased a, a Queenslander membership on Thursday will win two buy tickets to the State of Origin 3, to State of Origin 3 at Suncorp Stadium. So we've declared it Titans Members Day here at SEN, and that's why you're surrounded by the merch. I love the Tino bobblehead. Yes, yeah. we. Patty's we, just yeah. pointed out, mullet and all. <laughs> so and, what's happening out Okay, there? back to some serious news now. Now, um, the RACQ is is urging Queenslanders to just take some extra precautions in our homes. $6 million worth of property was stolen from homes across Queensland last year. The highest frequency break-ins happen in the south side and inner Brisbane. So they're saying just make sure you lock your doors and windows. Don't leave that spare key anywhere obvious. Try and get a security system. Ask neighbours to take your bins in and out when you're away because these uh, robberies are really on the rise. That links into today in court. Two teenagers will be sentenced. They were for the violent home invasion on Wallaby's great Tutai Kefu. Remember how that happened back in 2021 mm. on his Cooparoo home. He and his family all suffered some really serious injuries in that home invasion. So two teenagers due to be sentenced today. Now, also landlords across Queensland are being warned to install smoke alarms as per new regulations brought in in Queensland a few years ago. Yesterday, for the first time in quite a rare move, a landlord was issued a notice to appear in court over a fatal house fire on Russell Island. That was late last year where a dad and his five young children were killed in that house fire on Russell Island. So, yes, it is the first time that a landlord has actually been uh, committed to appear in court for not 
uh, actually installing smoke alarms as per the regulations. So that is definitely one to uh, remember and make sure you are on top of. And look, after weeks of speculation, Mm -hmm. it is reported this morning, Travis Kelsey is on his way. So the jet's wow. on the way from Hawaii. Apparently. Now, he, hasn't, he hasn't stopped at sunset because it's finals day at no, the Sunset Pro has. this morning. Look, he's been such a busy guy. He's been seen playing golf in Las Vegas. He then went to um, Malibu. He was in Los Angeles, went to um, Malibu. He's been to Hawaii and then apparently he's been picked up by the private jet and is on his way to Australia just in time for Taylor Swift's shows in Sydney. There's been a few hints. He did say on his podcast with his brother that he wouldn't be with his brother in person to record the next episode, that he was heading to an island. So that's a a big clue there. Um, And, yeah, so apparently he is in the air on his way and will be in Sydney. Oh, look at the excitement mount. Mm. <laughs> Travis on his way. But yep. doesn't she go straight to Singapore after this? So yes. there, well, there's not unlikely to be the Queensland holiday that we're all anticipating <laughs> now. Look, they should, I don't know, postpone the shows or something because, yes, how could she not want to come to Get up to them with Sunday's Tay-Tay. I know. Just, you know, <laughs> hop on a private island up there. There's plenty there. Just have a little getaway. Mm. They deserve think- it, these two. They've been so busy. <laughs> I think he's holidayed out by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. um, now, Hills, a little cheap shot here from Fleggy. Uh, Hills, you're right. Poor tactics. New Zealand should have bowled underarm. Oh. <laughs> you're very careless here. You're in the bin. <laughs> Fleggy, you're in the bin. It's so a, how do you spell Fleggy? Uh, F-L-E-G-Y. Yes, right. So I thought it was Fleggy the other day, yeah. but that might be just New Zealand. Fleggy. <laughs> it's so a- we had we had someone here in Bagara last night come up in his New Zealand shirt yeah. and to, like gets in front of Greg Chapel and says you know, you know you know you you ready fellas and and he bowled an underarm ball he, he produced a ball and it went underarm right past Greg right so we went oh oh good one mate haven't seen that before and I said and we said did you watch the game no. He didn't even watch the game of cricket. <laughs> well, it's 6.21 and, uh, yes, we've got plenty plenty of opportunity for you to join us today. That's Suncorp Home Resilience Overline 13, 13 55. Text us 0467 736 736. Vanessa, thank you.